Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, how's it going? Pat McAfee here. I had the incredible opportunity to not only be a guest on the Raspy Voice Kids, but tonight I had a chance to chat with them, bull with them, the greatest podcast, I'll say, not only in West Virginia, but on the East Coast. Can't wait to do more work with you boys, and I appreciate you for everything. You're incredibly talented, funny as We'll take that. Pop culture. Today, pop culture, we're talking about the lottery. Who hit the lotto? Who got what? Who should get what? Really, just how's it all going down when you hit the jackpot? It's Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pitt from the Rasmus Voice Kids, and I am joining JN Fiend Phoenix, Jeremy Phoenix, also here. All right, Jeremy, you told me about this story. <laughs> Tell the people. I saw it. And I couldn't believe my eyes. Well, I I guess I could believe it. I just thought, think about it if it were you. How would you feel? How would you feel if you hit the lottery? Excuse me. Let me me go back. Yeah, let's go back. You're separated from your wife. You guys are getting a divorce. The divorce is almost final. You're within the last week because you know how it takes some time. Not that you would know or I would know. It takes some time. And you hit the lottery. I just hit the lotto. You hit the lottery. It has nothing to do with her. She's almost out the door. There's nothing that that she did for you to help you get that ticket. And yet in Michigan, they just ruled that he has to split half his winnings, half of his $30 million because they weren't technically divorced yet. Technically nothing. They weren't divorced. So to me, they weren't legally divorced. They weren't divorced. Like my whole thing with it is, You know, everyone knows if you're married, if you live in a community property state, you got to split it. It's cheaper to keep her. So the problem is my man didn't use his brain. He decided to buy a lottery ticket knowing full well he was still married. Knowing full well. Wow. You're coming from a different angle because the way I felt is we all know like if we're done, we're done. Here's the thing. I understand Uh, if you were staying at home mom or, or you made more money or less money than your man. It doesn't matter when we decide to split. And they've been split for two years, separated for two years. That we're officially getting the divorce. Nothing I did, nothing you, excuse me, nothing you did contributed to me getting this lottery ticket. How do you know? Oh, How, please. You have oh, no idea please. about lawyer calls. You don't oh, know when he please. called, what time, what numbers he picked. You don't know. See, the thing is, here's my question to you, Jeremy. You say this and you feel strongly. You don't know. What if you, what if it was your wife? Who hit the lotto and there was two weeks left before your divorce. If you want to look good and not be bummy, girl, you better give me that money. money. Exactly. That's what I've been waiting on this whole time. Jeremy has strong feelings. He wants to sit here and say that she don't deserve nothing. But what would he be saying if he was the one who wasn't technically divorced? 
Yeah. Give him the money. Oh, baby, bring it all to me. <laughs> bring it out. 100%. Bring it out. If you don't want to split the money, don't buy the lottery ticket while you're still married. This is his fault. The other thing is, I don't feel sorry for him. He got $15 million for what? He didn't work for that. It wasn't something he invented or designed. Brandon, it wasn't something he no, built no, for no, the legacy. No, no, you're saying all this. He but, bought a lottery ticket. He got $30 million. He's got to right, give her a Let's say that she's the one who, and I'm, I don't know the whole situation. Let's you don't say, know the whole Let's situation. say. Now, if they're black and he's the man, we all know black men don't cheat. It's true. So Black we can rule men that out. don't cheat. Here's the thing, though. Let's say she cheated. Let's she. So let's say he wanted to be a family man. She went out and did all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm it's sorry. Been known to happen. Yeah, a time or two. Um, I'm sorry, Brandon. Livid. Livid. But you have to look at it from all angles. You only looked at it from one angle because you're the man. So you thought about you winning the lottery, and then you would have to give her half. No, I, no, happy. no, no. I, I, I was thinking about us being separated for two years. But if you were on the if the shoe were on the other foot let me guarantee you that dude would want his money and he would get his money just like she got hers i, I don't, don't know because guys and girls are different don't nope, even play no nope, play no nope. court listen not when it comes to those kinds of things that are so obvious and distinct it's not complicated it's very simple and straightforward what whatever what's mine is yours what's yours is mine in that situation he made a bad decision yo i have a question what's the question so he buys the lottery ticket. They're about to get divorced. Okay. If he finds out he has the winning lottery ticket, could he wait two weeks before he uh, cashes the check? And then before he claimed the, the money, yeah, before he claimed the money, would it still be legally the wife? I don't know, but it would have behooved him to think <laughs> no. about something like that. No, no. Absolutely. And here's the other thing: behooved. Let me say T word for y'all. I appreciate. Let me say something else. If he was smart, if he was smart, I'm smart. Not dumb like they say. I'm smart. I was passed over. If he was smart, if he was smart, what he would have done is he'd have went to a friend and say, hey, do you want to make a million dollars? I will give you a million dollars. We'll write a contract. Uh, Yeah. And if I'm that friend, guess what I do? No, no. I I eat the contract just like Mac did. As fast as I can. On, on, on if you Sunday. have a good friend, like literally, I would go to Jordan or Brandon and be like, look. Son, you think 15 million? <laughs> <laughs> you think you was mad when you had to give her 15 million? No, How sir. You feel if all no, you got sir. Was, I, bought, I bought this from the my ticket. I bought, Jeremy, I bought get, this from the one stop myself. gave it to me out of the kindness of his heart, but out of the kindness of my heart, I'll give, I'll give you 5 million. Now, see, he's wrong. I would say, what's it? <laughs> I stopped what at the one. Ticket? I stopped at the one stop. I got this ticket. He tried to write up something. I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Well, what do you guys think? Do you think that if you hit the lottery with two weeks to go in your divorce, you should have to split it, or do you get to keep it? What is your thoughts? Why do you feel that way? Let us know. You can leave anchor messages for us on the podcast. You can DM us. You can uh, tweet at us. Get at your boys, Raspy Voice Kids at everything. Raspy Voice Kids at gmail dot com. Raspy Voice Kids dot net. Holler at your boys. Rap me, boys. We love our man, Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and international world traveler, Jim Ashley. We thank you for being a sponsor and partner with the show. We love having you on. Can't wait till you're here again. Big shout to Shrinkables. Shrinkables. Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. You are now joining the Raspy Voice Kids for another Golden Blue interview. This is your boy, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit. I am joining my main man, my brother. Jeremy Phoenix, Jane Fien. I'm in the building as well. And we have with us 
a member of the Final Four team, a member of the Final Four cast, a member of West Virginia TBT Best Virginia, and an alumnus, Mr. John Flowers. What's up, John? What's going on? What's going on, man? We're in here doing our thing. We're just getting the podcast going. We know that you know what that's like. Kind of, right? Yeah, I do, man. Yeah, kind of. A little bit, a little bit. I was listening <laughs> to the last the show. Though, they were clowning you because you're not on it. Oh, yeah, they always do that. It's hard for, it's harder for us because we're all over the place, though. But it's cool. We're, we're not on y'all uh, level yet. You, you are from <laughs> Caridi and those guys, so we don't have the level of production that you guys have. But it's getting there. We'll get there. We'll catch up to you guys. Now just keep working, though. Just keep working, though, and it'll work out. Just keep working. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, anything you put your mind to, anything you put your mind to. I uh I was watching you on Twitter. You went on a bit of West Virginia West Virginia love rant the other night on Twitter, man. What was going on? Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just showed just the state so much down. love. Uh yeah, I came back down from Beckley, West Virginia. I was up there all day like promoting the game and finding sponsors and stuff. And uh I went to this uh Restaurant, really nice restaurant with one of our, uh, yeah, it's, uh, his name is, uh, I know it's not Jason and, and I can't, I cannot forget his name for loving me. He's a cool dude, cool dude, man. But, uh, the West family, they're going to be our walk on for our, uh, alumni game at, uh, Fairmont, July 6th. That's and what's I up. Had so dinner the- with them. I had dinner with them and like, a couple, it was their anniversary, and they just came up to me, like, on the verge of, like, tears, like, crying, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. So, you're John Flowers, like, you put went to the Final Four, and I'm like, you know, like, they're talking about me, like, it's me, like, John Flowers of the Final Four team. It's not Deshaun Butler or Devin Ebanks or, or Kevin Jones. You know what I'm saying? It's John Flowers, like, so. How's that work, crazy. man? Like, it's just... It's just crazy, like, the amount of love that people in West Virginia show me, like, you know what but I mean? I, but as I feel, I mean, like, we always say once a mountaineer, always a mountaineer, and we love the people who, who've represented for our state. To be a kid where you grew up and to come to West Virginia and put on, you know, for our entire state, and now you have people who, who recognize you out of nowhere and just come up with all that love, man. How does that feel? Man, it feels great, man. Like, I just be forgetting, like, because I be out of out of the country for so long. I be so away for so long. So I, it, I just, when that happened, like, I just, like, all the memories came back. And then I had a two-hour ride back to Morgantown that night with uh, Greg. Shout out to Greg, uh, assistant GM for the TBT team. I had a two-hour ride back. He was driving, and it was like a half, it was like a quarter, uh, three-quarter moon. And, you know, the music was playing. I was just in my bag. I was just in my family, you know what I'm saying? And, of course, we had some drinks, too. So, I had a bar before we left. So yeah, I man. I, I, I love your passion for the state. Do you ever get to talk to recruits? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I feel like any basketball crew who's, who come in need to talk to somebody like John Flowers so they can truly appreciate. Now, I'm, I know the coaching staff does a great job showing what West Virginia is and the love that we have in this state. But do you ever get to talk to these recruits to say, hey, look, it's different here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I talked to uh, talked to a couple of recruits. Uh, they had a guy from France the other day, 
I just, you know, saying, well, Byron, you know, said what's up in French, you know, asking if he was okay, speaking my French stuff. He was like, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? So I think I got him signed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Coach Kerry, Coach Kerry introduced me to one of his recruits the other day. And, you know, I just told her, like, once you leave here, it's like uh, you can, oh, you always have a place to come back to. You know, I think it's good for when the recruits come in and see the older guys working out and stuff. And they have an alumni locker room and stuff. And Coach Kerry is good with that, too, as far as, like, helping out his his no, former players, you know what I mean, put, put them on the staff and stuff. So, we I mean, love it. We love it. We love it. Sick. Yeah. it it's, it's funny, like, with Javon Carter, one thing he said, he's down there in Memphis now. At all the games, Mountaineer fans show up in droves, and we heard one player say, man, I, should, I went to the wrong co- uh, uh, college. So exactly. I, we <laughs> love hearing that. It's crazy. Like, every country I've been in, there's at least one Mountaineer fan. You know what I'm saying? At least one in every country I've played in. Like, during the season, I see at least one Mountaineer fan. So, and you we're said all you, over the country, man. It's crazy. You said you've played in world, six. I mean. You said you've played in six different countries in the last eight years, right? Yep. And every single one's had Mountaineer fans? Every single one has at least one Mountaineer fan in one of those at one of those games. Which, which one surprised you the most? Like, uh, Japan surprised me the most because it's on the other side of the world. But it shouldn't have because there's a there's a base there. So when we played a team that was close to the base, I guess they just came over. I normally try to get a picture with all of them, and I, I don't know why I was younger then, so I didn't get a, get a picture. But it really surprised me. I was like, damn, like. <laughs> Not only is there a Mountaineer fan that like they know who I am, you know what I'm saying? So, Jay Flo, man, I, you got to come to terms with your own feminicity, okay, man? You got to come to terms with it. Yeah. You famous? <laughs> I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of like, I think I just forgot, man, because I've been playing out of the country for a long time, and I, I, the last team I played on, there was literally 25 fans in the stands at our home games. So I really just. Except for the playoffs. The playoffs were packed, but during the season, it was just like 25 fans in the stands. So I just kind of forgot, like, how much right. my people you just know, show love to me. You know? Yeah, you know, it's crazy. That's right. That's right. He also has come to terms that he's about to beat Pat McAfee for the most bleeps. On- <laughs> he looks like you're about to be on the number one spot. <laughs> I cussed again. Yeah, it was like it was just some light cussing, just like, but it's all good. What I want to know good. is uh, one good. thing I do want to know is like, so you uh, play damn, ball. When you're done playing ball, I think you might have a career in reality television, man, because every time I see your Snapchat or your Instagram story, you got your phone in some unsuspecting person's face, possibly even your wife, <laughs> documenting every move they making, man. You ever thought about doing some kind of documentary when you're done? I mean, it was crazy is. I've been doing that since I was, like, a kid. Like, my dad bought a camcorder, and I used to just, like, invite my friends over to the house. We would be playing basketball in the the front yard. We would make, like, mixtapes and stuff, and then we would go, like, to the next-door neighbor's house and go to their pool (laughs) and just, like, do, like, reality shows. And then I would record them on VHS and, like, hand them out to my classmates in school and stuff. They hand them back, like, we don't want to see this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. <laughs> but I, I just always used to do it. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I mean, and you you just got to record these memories for 
your kids and stuff like a lot of stuff like I look back at and I'm just dying laughing at like the memories. Most things, some things I'm cringing at like, why why did I do that? You know what I'm saying? But for the most part, I just love creating memories, man. Well, I hear you. I'm just saying you might see J Flow ENT at Sundance one day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey. Nah, I don't know about Sundance. <laughs> Hey, look, you, you're talking about the and one mixed. I mean, you're talking about like taking making videos about playing ball and whatnot. And one mixtape is right about the time that you were, you know, in that you know age group. Who was your favorite and one player to watch? Was it hot sauce? Was it white chocolate? Who was it? Uh, it was definitely hot sauce. Everybody wanted to cross over back then, like hot sauce. You know what I'm saying? It was definitely hot sizzle, man. For Real sure. talk. Why can't guys like, like like you look at people like Hot Sauce who have so many skills and abilities on the you know uh, I don't say playground basketball court, but just you know on on it's different than real basketball. But why don't those guys make it in the league? I know one did. Skip to my room. Yeah, skip did. Uh, I think because you have to have actual skills to play at that level. You know what I'm saying? It's about I think it's more about fun, fundamentals of the game. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple of guys that could have, though. Ali Mo, God rest his soul, he was really good. Like 6'9", uh, like Kevin Garnett, he was really good. I think there's like a documentary of him of like NBA players saying he should have been in the NBA. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I don't know why. There's a lot of those guys that could have played in the NBA. I hear that all the time. The other thing is I was on a uh, – I don't know if it's Twitter. I think it was Twitter. And somebody was talking about the dual headba- headbands from back in the day. Remember yeah. The- Remember, and oh, I know yeah. you rock one. I know you always rock one. But look, for these, for these <laughs> alumni games, you're going to try to bring it back? You're going to try to rock both of them? Bring back the 2000s? Nah, we ain't going to do that, man. I can't, can't He's do that. that. <laughs> He's past that. Yeah, it's over. It's over for that. Headline took his own journey, man. So. Yeah, yeah. Once we'll again, wear, no, wear, the t- wear the T-shirt with just one arm in it <laughs> up over your shoulder. <laughs> we going back, son. <laughs> we got... Just so everybody knows, this is Mr. John Flowers on the mic today with the Raspy Voice Kids for the uh, RVK Golden Blue interview. Now tell the people about the alumni game that you, the alumni games you got coming up. Um, well, we do the uh, we're doing the fifth annual alumni basketball game. It's July sixth at Fairmont State University. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's the fifth one. Uh, this is a charity that we're giving money to is uh, uh, West Virginia Special Olympics. To so take a portion of the proceeds, uh, we, we raised about $25,000 over the last four alumni games. So we're looking to make some good money for those guys this year. And uh, looking forward to having the guys back together again. It's always a great time just hearing the stories and stuff and just being back in the same locker room with these guys. So, yeah, it's just going to be a good time. And so you got that one July 6th in Fairmont, but you also have July 11th in Beckley. In July 13th? Oh, yeah, those are uh, TBT games. So after the alumni game, all the guys that are playing in TBT will be here. So we'll do a couple of practices that week, I think. And then we're going up to uh, Beckley, West Virginia, playing at the Armory up there. And uh, we're going we're gonna to play an exhibition game against uh, Southern West Virginia Elite. I think it's a team of, like, Guys that uh, went to those local schools out there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't know how the competition is. I don't really know the guys, but we're just looking to, you know, get the chemistry together for the for the $2 million tournament, you know what I mean? 
So we're doing that July 11th in Beckley, and then we're going to Martinsburg, and we're going to play a team out there and just get ready for the tournament as well. And then July, July 26th. Why, why isn't Jerry West? July 26th is what? July 26th is the uh, TBT, our first round of TBT. So, and and where, where are those games being played? It's in Columbus, correct? No, Richmond. You guys Richmond are in Richmond, that's right. Richmond. And you guys play VCU Rams first, right? Ram Nation? Nah, I think you play ODU. Old yeah, Dominion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. I got it right. I got it right. The other Virginia school, <laughs> right? So we're going to, uh, yeah, I be want to talk to, like, I talked to a lot of Western friends that said they're going to be there. So I can't exercise enough, like, how much I love Western friends and how, much, how dedicated they are to Western Realistically, though, WVU. here's realistically though like this is like baseball when baseball comes came around we started playing well i knew i love west virginia so i was getting behind our squad but i didn't really know what chances we had to actually win it all it didn't work out this year so in this tournament we look at all-time mountaineer greats and we think man our team's loaded but the truth is i don't really know what kind of odds like do we have a realistic shot at winning it all now i don't know what i expect you to say but let me (laughs) let me just ask the question I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, of course. Like, we, I think we have like one of the best teams in it. We have the best fan base in it, which is like a fact. Because I think we have the the most fans in the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the votes and participation online. Uh, so I mean, yeah, we we definitely have a chance to win it. But the thing is, though, you just never know how it can go. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is our first year playing in it. Uh, first year team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot of other teams have played already and stuff like that. So we just you never know how something like this can go, man. Like, you never know. But, I mean. What's the other squads that are really good? Like, if you look at the bracket and you already know there's some other squads that are really good, you're like, whoa, this team is talented. What are the teams to look out for? What teams are loaded that you're like, yo, I know a few of their players and we're going to have the ball out? Well, first of all, they gave us a, a terrible seed. They gave us a four seed. Which, which is, is just baloney. It's crazy to me because if I'm the, if I'm running the TBT, I'm like, okay, this team has the most fans out of everyone that's voted, or their top three, or whatever it is. I'm gonna want this team to stick around more, so I'm gonna give them a two seed, or you know what I'm saying, something like that, so their fans can stay around and we can get more stuff out of the game. You know what I'm saying? But I think uh, we're playing, so we got a four seed. Overseas elite is in our bracket. And they won it the last three years in a row. So we got to play them in the second, the second round. Uh, they have uh, DJ Kennedy. They have uh, it's a bunch of overseas pros. So DJ Kennedy, uh, Justin Burrell, uh, and another guy from St. John's University that we used to play back in the day. They had DeJuan Blair. They had. a couple of other guys, you know what I'm saying? They, they're a good team, you know what I mean? But it's nothing we can't handle, I don't think, you know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, the first game we play ODU, and they have a good team too. So all the teams are really good, really talented. They all have professionals on the team. So it's going to be some tough games, but Joe Alexander is Superman to me, you know what I mean? So <laughs> no one can stop him in my eyes. So it's going to be interesting to see Tyreek is – and playing, balling lately, you know what I mean? He's really good. Jawan Staten is probably one of the best point, one of the better point guards that 
I've come through West Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tayshawn Page is good. Uh, not to mention the older guys like KJ. KJ is really good. Yep. Our whole team is good, you know what I'm saying? Not to mention the Butler, you know what I mean? Tayshawn. So, Y'all good, got a man. squad, man. Uh, Y'all got a squad. We're really looking forward to it. We can't wait to see it. We love that you guys are rapping. Everybody's been clamoring for this for years. So we're glad you finally put it together. J Flow ENT, always making things happen, man. We love it. And uh, we appreciate, yeah, appreciate you joining it, us today. I appreciate the support, man, for real. I appreciate it. Hey, I need, why y'all ain't put me on the remix of that song, man? What is we, it? The uh, remix isn't done yet. You got bars? Yeah. Hell, West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, put me in the intro. I mean, play that song in the intro of this uh, interview, by the way. You got yeah, it. We'll play fine, it on the intro fine. for sure. We're going to play it for, in the, yeah, on the yeah, intro. Man. And you're going to play it at the games, right? But yeah, we're going to play the alumni game, too. We got to get it to our DJ, man. Shout out to Hutch. DJ Hutch. Let's do we'll it. it for the alumni game. So, yeah, let's do it, man. All right, brother. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Rap me, boys. Want to give a big shout out to Astork Auto, the leader in luxury automobiles and in service in the entire state of West Virginia. Jamie Spears, the man with the plan down there at Astork Auto of Charleston. When you get there... Tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com. We are now talking recruiting. It's not my favorite topic, but it's one worth talking about. Today we're talking about recruiting flip-flops. Jeremy, how do you feel about a kid who commits to WVU and then later flips to another school when they come calling. You mean like Michigan? Like Aaron Lewis, four-star defensive end from Michigan, who committed to WVU, professed his loyalty over and over, recruited other players, and then just this week decided he's going to be a Michigan Wolverine. Makes me feel like we don't really care about the whole state of Michigan. Michigan. Whole state of Michigan. Michigan. Whole state of Michigan. Michigan. We don't really care about the whole state of Michigan because we're from West Virginia. Oh, What is wrong with you? Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't mind. I don't mind. Like, here's a th- These kids are in a position where they make the best decision for them. We've benefited from the transfer portal. Oh, excuse me, not transfer portal, but people flip-flopping. They're 18. They have to make the best decision for them. They have to decide what is the best for their future. And I get it. Like sometimes it's hard, you know, to make decisions. Like I said, we, we've all been there. We've all flip flopped in our life. Like people who are pointing the finger are the same people who are making flip flop decisions in their life. But you know, it's good for them. Like don't get me wrong, I'm not going to root for him, but I'm not also not going to hate against him. I feel yeah. like we're going to be all right with Neil Brown. Period. Yeah, that's the thing. We want people who want to be here. So the train keeps rolling. You know. Like uh, Wayne said, if he ain't running with us, run from us. So that's how I feel. And I hope, by the way, there's certain teams that you just hope that you see in bowl games. Give me give me some teams that you, Brandon, wish that West Virginia sees, sees in bowl games. To be honest, there's not a whole lot because we haven't really done much in bowl games to be making threats about. 
Yeah, yeah. I want to see Virginia Tech. I want to see Pitt. I want to see Ohio State. I want to see uh, Michigan. I would love to see Michigan in the bowl game. Yeah, I would. Not this year. Not this year. But uh, yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah, some year. I want to say Marshall. One thing, one thing I do no. One thing I do want to say about flip flops. The reason I don't get upset about flip flops is because I don't. I'm happy when they flip to us. When Darius still flipped from Rutgers and became nobody, a Mountain, nobody was complaining. Nobody was complaining. Yeah. Everybody was happy. It's, I don't get upset when kids flip their commitment and decide to come to West Virginia. So how can I be mad at a kid who flips his decision and says, I don't want to be a Mountaineer. I want to go somewhere else. Go do what you want to do. If you want to be here, then we want you here. If you don't want to be here, and, we'll we'll do fine without you. And the you. truth is, September will tell us. There's so many kids who flip flop and things and that, and like I'm I'm committing, and we get all excited, and then come September they don't even play. They didn't make the grades or their gray shirt or their blue shirted or or some other crazy thing. I care about the kids who are going to show up in September and play. Put on the uh, put on the pads and the jersey, those beautiful new jerseys, whatever jersey you love. Dark and dusty, whatever. <laughs> and and I want to see you on the field making plays. That's where I'm most – because the truth is I'm tired of everything else. I'm tired. I want to see it on the field. So the kids who come, great. The kids who don't want to come, good for you too. We're going to be all right. You don't have to call. It's okay, recruit. Because mm. we're going to be all right tonight with Neil Brown. With Neil Brown. I'm, I'm the same way, man. If you don't want to be here – like you said, we're going to be all right. So that's how I feel feel about flip-flops. Um, I'm not going to hate on kids. And also, I don't think you should ever negatively tweet at or message high school kids I agree as an too. adult. I don't I, understand I people too. who do that. I don't understand how people tweet at kids and say negative things, threatening things, until they, Until things. they can buy alcohol, don't, don't go at them. Yeah, I just think it's – I mean, I just don't understand. Like what, That's 21, Jordan. Right, everyone would say 18 is adult. Or 18 is not an adult. When you can buy alcohol at 21, then then you can go at them for their decisions and whatnot they make. See what the social, see what the justice system says about when you're an adult. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, no. Nah, but I'm with you. So that's that. Real simple. That's how we feel. Tell us how you feel. You can leave us an anchor message, which we can play on the show. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can DM us. You can hit us at raspyvoicekids at gmail.com. And uh, everywhere from here to there, in between, do your thing. Raspy Voice! The Raspy Voice Kids are brought to you in part by the Pizza Place in Morgantown. They have the official pepperoni roll of the Raspy Voice Kids. They are located at 3011 North Point Plaza in Morgantown, West Virginia. If you are in town near the mile ground, you got to get to the pizza place. It is the greatest pizza you will ever taste. I don't care what anybody says. Shout out to our boys, Mike and Luca. Pat McAfee was in the building doing a live show in Columbus, Ohio. It was so amazing. Patrick Justin McAfee, all kinds of guests on the stage. He did his live tour. He did a stand-up routine, which is Brandon. You were there. So hilarious. Yeah. The dude is a storyteller. He got up there and he was telling stories and we were laughing so hard, holding our stomachs. And then at the end, this panel comes out and they have a special guest, Maurice the, the Beast Clarette. Uh, minus the guy in the crowd who kept yelling out, oh, H. He yeah, was that get- guy was the most annoying. No, he was good. The first couple times, I was like, okay, we're in Columbus. And the next 19 times, I was like, okay, all right, stop it. But uh, just an amazing show. Good people, man. These people were amped up to see Pat McAfee. And the thing is, we watched him and, and Lewis and, and all the other people on Diggs. stage. Lewis wasn't on stage. Schmidt, 
Moraldo, Diggs, Bro, Zito. So good. So good. Um, McComas. And it was so natural. It was so genuine. It was just so real. It's just think about like when you're at the barbershop and everybody shows up and they're just chopping it up, having a good time. That's what it was. And Marie, yeah, it was. And Maurice Claret was he's talking about his history and things that he experienced and things that were good and things that were bad, man. It was so great. And then afterwards, we got to go backstage and just chop it up with Patrick. Yeah, that that was the second time Maurice Claret had been on the show, so he knew what to expect. But he was still; they were cracking him up. He couldn't even make it through half his stories. No, I met him once. He was actually at a gymnastics gym with his daughter, a friend where a friend of mine's daughter goes. So I, I actually met him, and he was a nice dude in person. But he's doing a lot of really cool stuff, helping to rehabilitate people, helping to have uh, kids yeah. have the right mindset. And uh, Jeremy, he said that he felt like the plan for him in life from God was not to oh, play football. Okay, he wasn't meant to play right, football, but that he was he was meant you to You don't bring people. that up because you knew how I had so, strong feelings during this show. <laughs> how did you feel about what Marie I was so irritated. Oh, really? Oh, really? Dude, dude had such an opportunity. I understand sometimes things go by the wayside. You have to make the best of what you have and learn from your mistakes, but don't sit here and play. This dude was a beast. I know Columbus doesn't appreciate him. I know Columbus... No, they do. They show mad love. There was a lot of people, out. there's a lot of people who get Matt and Maurice for this Back and that. Back in the day, they did. He won you national championship. When he stripped uh, Sean Taylor. We don't really have to talk about I'm it. I'm just saying, he single-handedly, the game was over. The momentum had switched. It was over. He single-handedly won the national championship for you. Anyway, and a lot of things happened after that. Uh, the quote-unquote Gatorade bottle that was filled with quote-unquote, we don't know what. Anyway. Grey Goose. He told us. Grey Goose. <laughs> Grey Goose <laughs> and a do. whole lot of hype. Uh, yeah, scratch the quote-unquote. Uh, Grey Goose. Okay. But it was just fun to see him out there. But the thing that was interesting to me is that Pat said that last night they were in Cincinnati. And do you know who, know who they brought out? Yep. Gobble, gobble. They brought out Pac-Man Jones. I told Pat backstage, I said, I don't know what I, Look, I'm not a person who gets starstruck. When I met Pat, it's great. He's a great person. There's a lot Down of, to earth. A lot of other real, people real that I've dude. met that I felt like genuine, real people. Pac-Man's different. Pac-Man's part of my childhood. Pac, I had Pac-Man's jersey. Yeah. If Pac-Man would have came out, I'd have lost my mind. I'd have been a straight-up fangirl. <gasps> <laughs> they said it was funny because they DM'd him to come on as the special guest, and all he wrote back was, I got you. And then did not respond to any other messages they sent him, did not talk about when he was going to be there, anything like that. Uh, and then the elevator doors opened, and they smelled the strong stench of vitamins, as Pat McAfee says. <laughs> That's marijuana for those of you who are not sure what he was talking about. And sure enough, they knew Pac-Man was in the building. So uh, it would have been cool if we got to see him. Uh, a big fan of what Pac-Man did between those white lines because he was a mega star. No question about it. Uh, one of the best that ever came through Morgantown, especially at the defensive back position. One of the best ever. Uh, in my opinion, he is the best defensive back ever. There's going to be arguments. Aaron yeah. Beasley, Mike Logan can make can make the argument but Pac-Man that's right for me is the greatest uh, defensive back to ever come it was just a good time though bottom line is a lot of people showed up in Mountaineer gear a lot of people just out there supporting Pat McAfee and he deserves it man he's funny he's great genuine down to earth and just real hey what's up John Covey Cole here from the Royal Ramble also the Mountaineer Ramble Hey, I wanted to tell you guys that uh, I understand what you're saying. If the, the role was flipped and old girl had done one uh, lottery, you better believe I'd be wanting half of it. But does that make it right? No. If they've been separated for two years, if I'm Judge Judy, I'm telling her to piss off. But that's just me. Ramble on, boys. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.